0: Hi, this is Runa, and you're listening to the makers podcast, where we share tips, insight, tools, and stories from other makers designed to motivate you to become the change you want to see in your world. Make sure you join our makers community at runamagnus.com forward slash podcast. And now, this is your time to sit back, relax, and enjoy. Jay Lake. I got it right. Jalé, <laughs> Jalé, you're right there. Jale, you're right there. <laughs> Jalé. Welcome to the Changemakers podcast. Thank you. Um, thank you so much. How about if you start off by sharing with us, who is Jalé?
1: Oh, I love your questions already. <laughs> this is so beautiful. Well, thank you for having me join you and your community. It's, it's a really it's such a pleasure and an honor to be with you. Jalé in Persian, it, it actually means literally a drop of morning dew on a rose petal. Wow. And my father's, my father's side of the family is, is Persian. And he really loves that name because it was actually from, um, Persian is a very po- poetic, romantic kind of language. And he really loved that name because he said, we're all one drop the, the spiritual faith. He grew up in his Baha'i faith and he talks about each person is a drop from the ocean of eternity and we all are a very necessary drop of that humanity. And so I think I'm one complete drop of a astounding, exquisite ocean of, of human beings and we're all connected and we're all made from the same substance, but we all have something very unique to reflect um, wow. from within. So I think that's what I am. Just one drop kind of rolling in the world to, to connect with other drops and, and make an impact. And water molecules have a very strong bond when they connect. And it's, it's a very strong union. But we're not bound together always. Like we can move and flow and we always find our way. We're very dynamic. And, and I think those are some of the qualities I have to find alignment with other drops to to create more more flow and more rhythm and more compassion more trust and truth in the world so um
0: you you know you in many ways do you know that you actually described by just saying your name no coincidence here um you describe what we talk about in the no more boxes movement you know we're talking about moving people out of their boxes and what we call the human space mm-hmm. instead of just another box and another box and another box but going into that human space and that that that, that i could really see that raw becoming the ocean being unique and special but having a purpose as in that ocean but just oh i got goosebumps here oh was, yay beautiful thank you. thank you wow that was thank that was you. meant to be that question now oh, thank you. i'm gonna i, I almost want to call you Draft now <laughs> 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 but i know that what you've been doing you've been helping people to become leaders and you've been doing leadership training and i love how you're doing what you call uh, designing uh, your leadership style. Mm -hmm. Uh, And and, and you as a person, designing yourself as a leader. Can share with us, how did that come to you originally?
1: Uh, Oh, so this is such an interesting story. I love your questions, thank you. My mentor in China, who was a 92 year old doctor, said if you want a really nice solution or an answer, find a really good question. And I think you must be always in the state of finding really cool solutions because your questions are really beautiful. So I I was in physical therapy school at the University of the Sciences in, in Philadelphia, and I was doing um, a, a case study, and like a, a research project to see how does stress impact the healing process? And I chose a number of people who happen to be leaders in their departments and had a lot of responsibility, had a lot of amazing capacity. They were seen in their industry as as leaders. They were also leaders in their community. They did a lot of volunteering. They were very committed to their families. So in every way that I saw a leader is someone who really models the values and virtues to help everyone be lifted up and elevated and for everyone's highest good. So I felt like leaders were just someone who reflected certain qualities that were close to their heart and served others with those talents. And I started to see how incredible capacity could be actually in everybody. Uh, But there are some people who those qualities were nurtured more. They found alignment and they found encouragement and they found opportunities to really support and nourish those, those latent capacities and those really beautiful, beautiful talents that they've been cultivating for decades, you know, since we're little, we're, we're sort of polishing these gems of inestimable value. It's a quote from Baha'u'llah. He talks about how each person is a mind rich in gems of inestimable, inestimable value. And so as I was doing this research, I started to have really in-depth conversations with leaders and what are some of their stress points? What are some of the things that allow them to get over big hurdles, get over really intense situations economically or health-wise or dynamics with other people close to them, betrayal or people manipulating the truth. Or So I started to see really interesting patterns of there's not just one style of service-driven leadership. They actually started to, it was sort of unveiled that there are nine leadership styles that are all very service-driven. Okay. The forward, you know, types of leadership styles. And so I started to understand each leadership style had their own unique language, their own unique set of strengths, some of the stress points that sort of took them out of their steadiness and um, created almost like doubt. They, they could be someone who was super uh, confident and really mm-hmm. moved in the world with a lot of confidence, but suddenly there would be something that would be like their kryptonite. And so I just, I really found it fascinating to find these patterns to see, oh, wow, we can actually nourish each, each other's leadership style, but to be aware of in, in the leadership design, what are the elements that are helping the person stay in integrity with their leadership style? And they could therefore have even more of an impact without so much exhaustion or they, they were actually being nourished in the process. Instead of service being one-sided, suddenly kept it a very reciprocal, nourishing two-way process, which was good for their health. It actually helped their healing from injuries happen faster. And so I just started to take that research and just kept expanding it as I went through my career with, with clients in my physical therapy world. And then something interesting happened. I was in this very interesting situation where I was happened to be in a in a office where I was working with a lot of high-ranking officials in the military and a lot of diplomats that were going through this international program together. Just happened to be down the street from where my office was. And these colonels started discussing the possibility of me actually thinking of being a consultant one day and not staying in an environment where I had to wait for people to be really, really impacted um, by injury or health, but to start being more proactive in, in teaching these concepts. So they planted seeds way before I knew how to do that. But now I'm, I took their advice <laughs> years, years later. So that's yeah. kind of how it, it happened. Yeah. That is
0: very interesting. I become curious to to know, is it like an assessment that you can take to find out what is your leadership style out of those nine
1: Yes, yes, absolutely. Yeah. So I, I developed, Well, so this is like the, the fourth phase of the leadership assessment. So there's yeah. a link. I'd be happy to share it with you and your yeah. audience if anyone would like to take the assessment. Yeah, It gives like a really nice breakdown of of the nine leadership styles, which is your, I don't want to say the dominant, but it's just the way that you see the world. Your leadership yeah. style it tends to be the lens that you see reality. Yeah. You see opportunity and you have a vantage point because other people, That might be their blind spot, but you see it in high-definition clarity, and so it's really important to have each person uh, able to activate and, and integrate their leadership style as much as possible because it then allows you to collaborate with other people and see how do we actually build on each other's strengths, not tear down each other because of our weaknesses. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Be, yeah I perfect. I'd be so happy to send that to you. And it's it's about a half hour call with me after. So you do the assessment okay. online. So we will we
0: will put them. that link in the in the mm. below this video and in our basically I'm just thinking about all the different ways that to put that as I'm saying this. Yeah, but definitely yes. we'll put that link so people can, can access that. In the times that we are living in today with a lot of stress going on, a lot of changes going on one of the things that I've noticed around me is that it's becoming for many it's becoming a very vague blur between being a leader and being a manager. Uh,
1: that's really good.
0: And, and it is, you know, as basically people are, <laughs> they're uh, inventing things in many cases, you know, moving forward Mm -hmm. this blur is is, it seems to be problematic for many what do you see are the biggest um stress points in this industry i mean how does that how is that affecting the workplace today when when this is blurry in everything that we're doing
1: Yeah, this is a really good question too. I, I've been doing a lot of extra calls with clients and, and their teams these last few weeks, particularly, and, and depending on where, where we're living, the country we're living could have slightly different situation. But I think as a humanity, like as a a collective whole, this is affecting everyone in some way, emotionally, physically, financially, intellectually, you know, We we are definitely all in this together, and very much unified in our capacity to be part of the solution. Mm-hmm. And we're also unified in our ability to. Um, I had a, a mentor who said, "Don't be the log on the train track. Like we don't want to become the barrier to the train moving forward. But we all have the capacity to take proactive steps to look out for not only ourselves." but for other people who we know and for people that we don't know, but are connected to. And to answer your question about the stress points, what I've been finding with speaking with a lot of uh, CEOs and and team leaders in companies, and some of them are nonprofits, some of them are uh, for profit, but they're all very uh, service oriented in in their mission statements. And the, the directors are, I think under a lot of pressure, they're feeling a lot of stress just because they feel the burden of they have to find the solutions because everyone is counting on them mm-hmm. everyone is relying on them to know what to do and when it will happen and sometimes just the pressure of having to know before it's possible to know all the details so so the they are very capable and they care so much about their their employees. It's I feel really grateful to work with people who care that much to actually be stressed because yeah. they want their the families of the their employees to be taken care of. And so they're really taking wonderful processes into account and seeing how can we have people work from home? How can we maybe change the structure of our spending so that everyone will be guaranteed a paycheck for, you know, so many yeah. months. And yeah. they're also figuring out the, the other stress point is, you know, financial. How do they, how do they think multiple quarters ahead yeah. and go through with projects or if yeah. they had, you know, projects lined up and those, you know, conferences or those, a lot of things are sort of being paused for now. So how do we continue to move forward based on what we know? Mm. So yeah. doubt and fear... And, They're coming um,
0: up, of course. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, no. There's no. I mean, every, I think everyone understands that. What do you see is the, the difference today with uh, the leader who goes? I mean, uh, I'm just thinking about. Because, and it's so easy to go into the fear. Bit. Oh yes, absolutely. And that means that your your vibration uh, is so low at at that time, and you go into almost personal lockdown mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: so what are you what are you what are your tips or how can how would you say the people or leaders can what can they do to keep themselves up there be I don't know if I can call it positive but at least be in the in this in the in the mm-hmm. vortex of possibilities because we know they are affecting so many other people that yeah. will affect them the, the business and everything. What do you tell them? What are you what are your tips?
1: Yeah, that's such a great question too. Yeah, one of the things that I do first is remind them of what they do know. So with all of the unknowns, which are valid and accurate, <laughs> there are a lot of unknowns, and not to diminish the importance of those figure, being figured out at some point for sure. But first to get the captain of the ship steady when the ship is in very rocky waters, if the captain and the person who is in charge of, you know, taking care of the the sending the orders or making the final decision, even if they have a team around them, if they're wobbling all over the place, it's really hard for everyone else to say, Oh, this is how we're steady. So I think first is really commanding our own uh, power and, not trying to overtake the fear, validating the fear and say, even though we have this fear and this isn't figured out yet, we're going to figure it out. And this is what I know now. This is what I do have control of now. I have this team member who has the leadership style of trust. So I know that this person is going to reflect honestly what they believe. I have this person in the team who is the leadership style of innovation and creativity. So I have someone on my team who naturally has the ability to see outside of the box and is yeah. um, able to go past what is currently happening. So really calling on their team to yeah. support them, I think has been a really, really powerful element of the people I've been working with because they don't have to go in to their own shell and feel alone and feel like they have to keep the whole building up with their with their two hands or on their shoulders.
0: So it's really about keeping stock on all the talent that you already have. Yes. It's okay as a leader not to know everything. And that is yes. actually okay to show, ask for help. That's another thing that I'm hearing. So it's okay to be vulnerable. And when you do that and you're coming from a place that um, you even – But another thing that I'm hearing as well, that it's okay to to, not to have answers to all the questions, but allowing people to come up with the answers. That's another thing that I'm hearing with you,
1: what you're saying. Exactly. Yeah, very well said. And because there are nine styles of leadership, we only have to be masterful at one. Yeah. We have a lot of other capacities. We can learn about this. We can know about this we're not abandoning the ability to continue to learn, but if we master our unique leadership style and then know how does my leadership style collaborate with so much creativity and it's very solution oriented Mm. so that I can consult and have a really meaningful conversation for 10 minutes and hear someone else's vantage point that it's my actual blind spot. They have that, this other perspective in HD Clarity, they can see how to create, there's a leadership style of um, connection. So Mm -hmm. community building and and connection between people. So calling on those people in the team who naturally can think this is how we can keep our team united when everyone's working separately or if people are having fear. So we have people who can naturally just think of really interesting, practical solutions so that Beautiful. we don't actually have to be burned in to figure out how do we manage the team? How do we think of tech solutions? Mm-hmm. How do we think of innovative solutions? How do we think of this relationship between these two departments? And it would be super overwhelming. It is extraordinarily overwhelming to feel that you actually have to carry all nine leadership-style hats.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and no one does that.
1: And no one you know, can do it.
0: <laughs> Yale, this has been... Perfect. This has been really, really insightful. All the information will be in our show notes uh, and how to connect with with Jale and, and deeply in her, on our website as well as how to take the assessment. So I'm afraid our time is up. I want to thank you so much for being our guest. Uh, it's been a
1: real honor. For me it's been a very, such a pleasure. I'm so glad we got to connect and, and thank you for your, your podcast and those people you're serving. I I wish you continued success and thank you for having these very meaningful conversations. It's really needed. You're welcome. Thank you.
0: Was this podcast of value for you? I sure hope so. If so, feel free to share the love and give us your generous review on iTunes or Stitcher. And remember that you can always go to runamagnus.com to find out more about the changemakers and how we can help you drive the change you want to see in your world.